Firstly, I'd like to speak to a prominent Wellingtonian who happens to be a lawyer and who happens to be an ex-MP. Stephen Franks, good morning and welcome. Good to talk to you again. And you, Nick. It's been a few years. It has been a few years. Just quickly before, you're still hunting? Yes. Yeah, I'm not uh, very bloodthirsty these days. I only fill the fridge from time to time. Uh, no, it's just uh, for those listeners that are listening, when I first met Stephen, he's obviously a very well-to-do, well-presented lawyer, and he told me that on his weekends he goes hunting. So I thought that was an uh, amazing thing, that, uh, uh, something that stayed in my mind. But we're here to talk about name suppression, Stephen. What are yeah. your thoughts? Bearing well, I... in mind this is all... Um, charges are yet to be laid and we have to be very careful. But what are your first initial thoughts as a prominent lawyer when you read this report? I think it's a, a trap. It's a trap that the um, legal insiders have created for themselves, judges and lawyers. Uh, they like the ability to feel compassionate and tell people that, uh, tell the world that they can't know things that the courts know. And the increasing um, and it is increasing from surveys, the suspicion of people that the law is not applied equally, that if you're privileged, you get better treated than than underprivileged. Um, I think part of it has to do with the fact that name suppression is has been used far more liberally than the law, the words of the law should suggest. And the, the, the provision that allows them to order suppression is reasonably tightly defined. It says it's got to cause extreme hardship to the person charged or convicted or it's, it's got to cast suspicion on another person or cause undue hardship to a victim. Well, in this case, these are social offences, really. We're all the victims. The, the, the victim is the community that's um, under these rules. We want them to apply fairly and equally. Um, and if there's a view that cheating becomes widespread, then that kind of cooperation just breaks down. And I think name suppression is, when it's given, is a, a judgment that the matter, that, that the embarrassment or awkwardness or the reputation of one person is actually more important than the purpose of the law. Because in something like this, um, shame should be the first penalty, it should be the automatic deterrent. We should all be bearing in mind the risk of being shamed, and, and that should be far more important than what the police are doing. And why should somebody, because of the size of their bank account, be able to get name suppression? If this was me and I didn't have the money, I would be out, it would be in, in the paper by four o'clock that night. And there's no, there's, the only pe people that this is going to really hurt is themselves and maybe a, couple, a bit of embarrassment for some family members. But why should the size of their checkbook decide on the way that they get treated? I think that's quite a, a current in, in the discussion at the moment. I'm not sure that it does quite so much. And name suppression is often um, granted to people who don't have big checkbooks. I mean, that you, you might think that the reasons are a sob story that they're pretty implausible, that trumped up reasons. But the courts say that they are um, reluctant to grant it. But in fact, uh, it it is granted, and because everything is so slow, court processes are so constipated now, um, these name suppressions can last for years. Uh, it mightn't have been nearly as significant when trials usually occurred within a few weeks of the of the arrest or the of the charge, but it's 
a, a really serious impact now on freedom of speech and our right to know under the freedom of speech. So, Stephen, what concerns me is this could be a year, a year and a half with COVID. It could be two years before we even know uh, who these people are. And that puts suspicion on a lot of people, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I'm not so, even, I'm not so sure that, that that's theoretically a good uh, a good concern. But reality, we're a small community, and this has been all over social media. Uh, if you really want to know the names and who they are now, um, it's pretty easy to find out. And because of the the Streisand effect, as they call it, because the couple's QC said she was going to apply for name suppression. Um, it became much more a matter of interest. I, I doubt that there's anyone significant now who would have an influence on these people and their future who who wouldn't already know. No. Uh, okay, well, I I need to I, I, I need to get off the line to, line to you and go and Google it and try and find out for my own personal interest. Stephen, <laughs> thanks very much for joining us this morning on Wellington Mornings. Good to talk to you again, and uh, I hope all's well with you and the family. Oh, it's good. And look, thanks for taking on this session. I think it's great to have uh, a Wellington session back again on Newstalk ZB. Great. Thanks, Stephen. Take Bye. care. Thanks.